1: What's up, fellas? Welcome back to today's episode of Convos Over Cold Brew. Today, we're talking to Teresa Heiss. She is a middle-distance runner from Ohio who ran at the University of Oregon for one year, then transferred to the University of Arkansas, and eventually moved out to San Diego to run professionally for two years for the Golden Coast Track Club. And now, in the fall, she will begin her first year of coaching NCAA Division I cross-country and track at the University of Toledo in Ohio. Although Teresa and I never overlapped Oregon, we became friends through mutual friends. We met each other in high school, and I found that we've had a very similar path in terms of college and running, and I feel like we share a lot of similarities. So I definitely wanted to have her on the podcast, and I think she shares a lot of good insight, especially regarding mental health. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and let's get right into it. Okay, we are live. Um, Teresa, welcome to the podcast. Do you want to first start off by giving a little bit of background on you, like who you are, what you're about? Sure. That
0: sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like tooting my own horn. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so my name's Teresa, like very well said, Emma. Um or pronounced, I should say. I am a runner, middle dis- distance runner from Ohio. Um, let's see, I did freshman year at the University of Oregon, sophomore through year four and a half at the University of Arkansas. Um, I was, let's see, then I ran professionally, like briefly, maybe not that briefly, like two years-ish. <laughs> um in a little bit in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas, while my girlfriend at the time was still like going to the university. And then we both joined a group out in San Diego. Um, And now I am transitioning into becoming a coach, like an NCAA coach. And I'm an advocate for uh, pansexual people like myself, and just anyone in the LGBTQ community, and also an advocate for uh, just like the running community being very open to all people um like of uh, race and gender and everything that's me.
1: Yes. <laughs> that is me. Yes. That is me. Yes, that's that's a good summary. Um Yeah. So the new coaching opportunity, that I saw that on your Instagram and I was so excited for you. Mm-hmm. How did that come about and like what made you want to transition from professional running to being a coach? Because it is a it is a very big difference to go to the other side.
0: Yeah. Um so Toledo came about actually like it's been I've been talking about it with Andrea McDonough, the head coach of University of Toledo, um for over a year if I'm being totally honest, but it was kind of about when I was ready to step away from professional running. And additionally, it's like move from San Diego to Toledo. Um, originally, very big, very big yeah, change there. right. Um, originally I was actually planning on being a volunteer assistant when Andrew McDonough was at UNC in Chapel Hill and um, And that fell through with like a huge coaching change, like the Stanford coaching staff is now at UNC and she's now the head coach at University of Toledo. Um, So I was actually signing, going to sign a lease um, in Chapel Hill, like when that happened. Um, And I think like the response to that wasn't like, okay, I'm just gonna go to Toledo now. It was like, oh, oh no. Like, I don't know what to do. And then it took me a year to get to where I am now, which is, like, totally ready to make, like, the full switch. Um, Yeah.
1: But, yeah. And how did you know that you wanted to be a coach? Because I I get a lot of DMs asking, like, how to get into it, kind of, like, what are good qualities to have. Um,
0: Yeah. Um, I think, like, I've always been very – Team oriented, but also just like very passionate about my teammates' success. Um, and more in college than in high school, um, I really think I took on like the older person role, I guess, like, like the mom, mo- yeah, like mother hen or whatever. <laughs> um, and just like falling into that position, like with. The younger women on the team just came so naturally and I enjoyed it so much. Um, and even moving out to San Diego and then being in like the young person on the team again um, in that pro group, it's like I truly feel like I was missing that side of me where I was kind of like the leader or someone who was just helping like other people grow um, in like a point of, like, leadership, whereas, like, I wouldn't really say I had, like, leadership in the San Diego group. Um, so maybe, like, that experience helped me fully come to a place where it was, like, this is what I want to do. Um, and then finally, it was, like, I'm ready. It's time. Yeah. And, it's, and the time is now, so.
1: Yeah. Um, because you got your – what did you get your degree in? Isn't it, like, bio? something yeah I
0: got my degree in biochemistry we don't need to talk about that
1: <laughs> I mean it just goes to show like you can really find a career in anything that you yeah, want yeah right you can change, I, well maybe that's not the right way to put it you can change mm-hmm. uh, what you want to do as the years go on just because totally. you get a degree in something doesn't mean that you're stuck with that
0: yes. uh,
1: yeah 100%. I feel like experience kind of
0: Well, I mean, I double majored, biochemistry and running. I'm just kidding. That's the worst joke ever.
1: (laughs) I was like, wait, what?
0: You're like, no, you didn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wow. Well,
0: I guess like when I walked away from college, it was kind of like, okay, I have these two skills now, and I loathe one of them so deeply, like biochemistry. I was like, well... Let's see, I'm either going to go like into pharmacy and like or pre-med or like I was pre-med. So it's like go to med school or I could do lab research, which just did not excite me at all. Or it's like I spent all this time and like networking and everything like through running um, and collegiate running. And especially like having transferred, it's like I feel like you have like even more connections you know so many more people from two different schools and like your teammates like past staff or like whatever like this whole network so it's like okay yes I have a degree in this rad field of science but I also like am really passionate about this other stuff and I have like all of this background and experience so and I like it yeah so why don't we try that one before exactly falling on to something else (laughs)
1: Yeah, and your degree will always be there, you know, in the future if you want to yep, try something out in the field. Yeah, crawl back into the lab. <laughs> the choice is there. Exactly. But I I will agree. I think networking is a big way to get coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're kind of an outsider and you don't have that many connections, it can be difficult just to find, like, an, even an open position because I, lo- I feel like a lot of it is kind of just – through word of mouth. Totally. I don't know if that was your experience, but a totally. lot of it was through word of mouth with people like recommending people. So I think mm-hmm. if you're looking to get into coaching, it's really connecting with other coaches at any level. It doesn't even really matter. Just connecting with as many people in that field or even in just the running world in general as possible, because you never know what opportunities will come up. Maybe not even right now, but in the future. Right. And they'll yeah. have you in the back of your head. Um, yeah. And there's always coaching changes going on too, so... Oh my gosh, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. When the summer comes around, man, you never know where people are going to be next. I know, it is weird. <laughs> yeah, so I guess kind of going back to your professional running career, what, after college, is that what you kind of saw yourself doing? Like, did you know that you wanted to run professionally or was it just kind of like you said, you double majored in running? <sighs>
0: Not really. Like, I've been, like, reflecting a lot, like, the past, like, three months on, like, the trajectory, like, of my life, like, where it's going now and, like, where, how I ended up where I am, I guess, because I'm just kind of, like, what happened? Like, not, like, in a bad way, but just, like, huh, like, I never really expected to find myself here, and I was just kind of, like, well, like, what choices did I make? Like, and then I kind of reflect on, I'm not really sure that I like had set goals and more was just like following like I kind of feel like fumbling my way like through like college athletics and then was like I like this I don't like my degree I really like put a lot of eggs in running and didn't really do like an internship or like explore like occupations like after or even like considered like furthering my education like I feel like I was always just like hopeful for when it would be over and I wouldn't have to like sit in like science classes anymore which sounds terrible but like that was like the reality of it for me um and so like and I think I had like a chip on my shoulder a little bit like at the end of my college running and was just like there's no way like that was it for me yeah. Um, so I think those things like kept me to keep going, but at the same time, like I also feel like I wasn't totally ready and didn't actually maybe want it at the time. Like professional yeah. running is really, really, really hard. Like you have to want it so bad. Like, otherwise you're just going to constantly be distracted by other things like outside influences and like, it can be very boring Like, you're just training and doing miles and strength, and if you're not, like, super focused and, like, oriented with, like, where you're headed, it can be just, like, very daunting and kind of confusing and, yeah, Yeah. mundane, too. So, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I think you said it really well. I mean, I feel like, especially for younger people, like, the world of professional running is kind of hidden. I don't know. It's a... I think it's becoming a little bit more transparent now with more people kind of posting on social media, I guess. But a lot of that is is just highlight reels too. So it's hard to even be able to tell. But I think professional running is – I mean, it has to be one of the hardest sports to make a living in, like professional Mm -hmm. running. Oh, yeah. Um, And beyond that, like the sacrifices that you have to make to be be able to make a living off of it is Mm -hmm. like – I don't know, you just have to do a lot um, to be at the top level. And you have to, like you said, you have to have a really set goals that you want to achieve to continue being motivated through like the hard times that running comes along with. A lot of the time you just don't have, it's just not as structured as it was in college. So it's a lot of self-motivation, I think. And it's just a it's a weird world honestly
0: yeah no you're totally right to point out like the huge the huge difference from like college to pro
1: yeah like
0: surrounded by like your friends and teammates and you have school and all this stuff and you're living in this cool space and you're paying rent but like it's just different I don't know and then you go pro and it's like oh my gosh you don't have like team dinners really anymore or like maybe you do, but you have a lot more free time to think about when you're not hanging out with the team. And also the team is like your best friends, but also it's not the same as when you're in college. Like that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Everyone's it's like, like an individual more, sport.
0: Yeah. It's way yeah. more adult, way more, you know, like you've got to know how to take care of yourself and all that stuff.
1: Exactly. And, I mean, I feel like I saw a lot of that through my older sister too who went, mm-hmm. who did professional running for a little bit. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: it can be very, very rewarding, don't get me wrong, but it can also – there are a lot of um, sacrifices you have to make. So mm-hmm. I give I give a lot of credit to people who um, continue running after college because the love of the sport really has to be there and it takes a lot of sacrifice. So I admire the people that um, go on and do it because, I mean, I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well – of course. Like, I definitely admire anyone who, like, is putting in, like, that amount of work towards something and is passionate about it and stuff, but exactly. it's also, that, like, yeah, yeah. there needs to be, like, a little bit of transparency every now and again, like, of what it looks like and, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, what do you think is your future with running? Like, are you still training? Um, do you want uh, to train? How are you, yeah. what is your relationship with running at the moment?
0: Um so unfortunately right now I like am battling like some IT band stuff oh, no. and yeah it's like pretty extreme. <laughs> I like wasn't expecting it at all so I like quit running. I think it was like early March. Yeah, I quit running like March 1st. I think I ran I raced a mile at um in LA, a mile and a 5K like And at Newport beach, that's what it was. And, um, it was just horrible. And I hated every second of it. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it's not fun. Like I work really hard and then I line up and I'm running slower than I ran in high school. Like, which for me, it's like, if you're aspiring to be, a top U.S. miler, if you're running slower than you did in high school, like that's very aggravating.
1: Yeah, very Um, defeating.
0: Yes. And so finally I was just like assessed that like keep like pushing, putting my head down and pushing forward like I was at a wall and like I wasn't going to knock this wall down. Like I needed to stop, backtrack, go around and like move forward. And I think that's where I am now. So I like stopped, backtracked, quit. Like have reevaluated like my relationship with running, like why I was where I was, um, like how to not end up back there, how to get back to a place where I just enjoy training and running, and if I want to get competitive again, I can. Um, and so I was just getting back into training harder when the, my IT band stuff flared up, and I think it's been almost maybe even two months now um of just like some it band stuff which is I've dealt with it before and it's just not it sucks and I've never really been like I was never injured in college which was really fortunate um but the it band thing is super annoying because it's like I can go for a run but as soon as it kind of like hitches it's like it's going to be like swelling for like a long time like I struggle at the knee yeah uh, yeah and then I've it, had that it, before yeah and then it's like really difficult to walk downstairs walk around downhill like anything and I've never been someone who takes like ibuprofen and stuff so it's like that's been an adjustment trying to get on that um and it sounds so extreme it's not but like no, i just, not the
1: same way I I yeah. avoid taking ibuprofen at any cost
0: yeah and my like I have so many nursing friends and they're just like why are you not taking <laughs>
1: I'm like I don't know. I just try to do everything I can before like before I, yeah. uh, before medicine you know
0: yeah and the weird thing is like in quitting running and then coming back to it I was spending all this time like doing like um activation drills and like stretching and all this stuff like while I was running like maybe two miles a day and like So I was like really shocked when I started picking things up that I had these huge flare ups. But at the same time, I just wonder if it was just like a ticking time bomb, like from all the training and all the time that I was never injured, that it's just was ready to let go. And that's kind of where I'm at. But I guess like to say, I like never really answered that I do want to like get competitive again. And. But it's fun to sit here and be excited about it because I think I haven't been able to sit in excitement with running for a long time without having a race like crush all of my dreams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people. I mean, and me included. I needed to step away from the sport, too, just to like kind of realize like why I even want to do it in the first place. Yeah. And I feel like I mean, it's been at least a year really since uh, more than a year um, since I've really even thought about becoming competitive again with running yeah. or anything in that realm. Um, so what do you think is like, I mean, you know, I kind of already touched on it, but what do you think is like the benefit of stepping away? Like, what have you learned?
0: Oh my gosh. I could like talk forever on it. Like I learned like one, I mean, it's just like really sad. Like when you step away and you realize how like unhealthy you were. So yeah. And it's like, I look at myself and I was like, I'm healthy. Like, I'm aware of so many things. Like, I know I'm in my own head. Like, haha, jokes on everyone. Like, I already know my own problems. But then I actually stepped away because I was like, okay, you're in your own head. You're not getting out of your head. Like, let's take a step back. And then I was like, oh my, there are so many other issues. Like, my attachment, like, I don't have, like... An extreme like eating I didn't have an extreme eating disorder by any means but to stop running and then have that influence like your dietary intake like the way that it did made me realize that I was like there were so many things attached to like evolving like around like my running and training yeah that shouldn't have been wrapped up in that and it's like okay I want to have dinner but I haven't ran today so I'm not I'm not allowed to have dinner, like yeah. that is horrible. And I had never even realized that I was having that issue while I was training because it's like I'm training, I'm going to eat, like that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't goes. have
1: time to stop and think about it. It's just no,
0: I had no yeah. idea. And then it's like in the weeks after, it's just like my like value of myself. I was like, you're not allowed to eat, like you haven't exercised. And then I was like, I literally didn't let myself run until I could eat consistently, like, without running, and so that was, like, I mean, there's, like, things that you, that I, like, had to go through to learn a lot about myself, and, like, change, like, these habits that I developed over the last, I don't even know how many years, like, I've been running since I was in middle school, I don't really know when it started, like, but Yeah. So then, and then it's like your body image and all this stuff, like being surrounded by so many like lean people all the time and, and everyone, everyone's different, but it's like just feeling like less when I went through this phase of not running and making myself eat because I was like, okay, but I mean, it's natural to like have your body change during that time. And then it's like, wow, I'm like really upset that I like don't look the way that I did when I was running 70 miles a week. And it's like, Teresa, that's not how, like, <laughs> these things work. And, like, yeah. it's okay. And then it's just, like, you remind yourself, like, I mean, honestly, Emma, like, reading your stuff, like, helps so much. Because it's, like, like you're so, like, open, authentic, vulnerable, and being, like, I'm happier now because, like, I'm not weighing on, like, on those things anymore like yeah. in my mind. And it's like, okay, I need to get to a place where it's like, I don't have to look a certain way to be happy. Like I need to be happy with who I am and like, and I don't look at people and see them for their size. So I was like, why am I doing that to myself?
1: Exactly. And I, I mean, I'm definitely not perfect. It's something I still struggle with every single day. It's like my, the biggest struggle I have in my life. But like I, like you said, I mean, it just takes a while to just kind of change your mindset Mm -hmm. I I mean I was the exact same way I kind of valued myself as a runner and not really much beyond that I valued the way I looked as a runner I valued Mm -hmm. like my accomplishments in running so when that was gone like literally when I could not mentally do it anymore it's it took a really big toll on like my mental health in 2018 just because basically anything I felt good about myself for was kind of taken away from me yeah um I mean I guess it was my decision to step away from running but like I, I literally couldn't do it anymore I was at a point where it was like running was just too much to handle for me um so I think stepping away helped me grow a lot like you said it just kind of learning how to be a normal person which is just so weird to even think about. Also, expanding my friend group, too, I think helped a lot um, beyond runners because for so long, I'm sure you do the same way. Like, you're surrounded by people who are dedicate their entire life to running. They all, I don't know, act a certain way, look a certain way, have the same routine. Mm-hmm. So I think stepping away and kind of finding people that, I don't know, are away from the running world and away from this little niche that we have really oh, helped yeah. me out a lot because- Definitely. There was just much less talk about running, first of all, uh, bodies, like fitness levels. And I think it just helped me out a lot realizing that there's so much outside of the running world that I have never explored and I'm still, I mean, going through it, you know, still figuring it out, but
0: yeah, well, it's it's good to be around people like who compliment like all bodies if yeah. that makes sense. It's like we're in a place where it's like, oh my God, like your abs are looking so good. Or like, whoa, like look at your like thigh muscle in this picture. it's just like and then <laughs> it's good to be around people where it's like, like, girl, you're looking banging or I don't know, that's like probably not a yeah, like outfit at all? is no, but yeah. it's like an outfit
1: or something. It's like it's not comp- complimenting your fitness level. No,
0: yes. It's just like you look amazing and it's just like a person who is like beautiful and confident in what they're wearing and it's like you're not fixating on like okay like how many abs do they have like I don't like how like can I see their veins like, <laughs> like I'm like it's just like awful like I mean of course like there's like an attachment to fitness and success and whatever but it's like it shouldn't come to the point where like you weigh like your value on that exactly and I feel like that's what I was doing so
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm I honestly couldn't name a runner from like my time running that didn't value that like literally every single person values that like every single person has made a comment every like no matter what like men women like everyone has made comments about like fixating on someone's physique level that day it's just being like oh like we're getting like so weird yes it's like we're getting (laughs) that shamed by this person right now because they look so fit and it's like oh my god like And you don't even realize it. But, like, stepping away now, I'm like, okay. I probably went home and was, like, just looked in the mirror and was, like, I'm fat. Like, and I'm not. And it's just, like, that's not okay.
1: I think that's literally the story of my college career.
0: (laughs) It's just going home and being, like, I'm fat. No, Emma, me too. (laughs) I have this – oh, my gosh. Let me share this story with you, and I will not not name drop or anything. Okay. But – Arkansas and I have three roommates and my three room we have a scale and for whatever reason we all weighed ourselves three of them weighed the same and they're like haha like the scale's broken like we all weigh the same because they're all like very different like like body types or whatever so it like doesn't really make sense and then I was like and then I get on the scale it's a 20 pounds heavier and it's, like, not – obviously, the scale is not broken. And it was just, like, that's, like, the story of my life. I was just, like, I'm freaking, like, 20 pounds heavier than everyone, like, all the time. Like, I just, like, totally identified as, like, being this bigger runner. And, like, that definitely has, like, really negatively affected me for a really, really, really long time. Like, I am definitely still, like, coping with, like, things like that. You are
1: literally um, preaching to the choir.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I feel that because after Kyle um, came to Arkansas, like, I remember, like, those would be, like, conversations. Like, we would, like, talk about, like, specifically, like, you and me, like, being, like, the milers of the NCAA who, like, at at the championship level were different than everyone else. And it was I just, know. like... <laughs> And like there was like a sense of pride in that, I'm not gonna lie. So it's like there's also a sense of like hurt in there and like I was pretending that I was proud and it's like but in reality, like it hurt really bad. And like I think
1: I think you and I are basically you're the same person as me. <laughs> Literally it's the same exact thing. It was a mix of like pride feeling different and being like yeah. I don't know, I can look different and still be good at running, but then it was also like it hurt. I felt, I felt ashamed. I don't know why, though. Like, but it's like
0: you're kind of like holding on to the what if. You're like, well, yeah. if I was different, would I be better? Like, if I was their size, like, would I be better? Like, and yeah, and you're like, I just like maybe today, like, don't want to be different.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I just know, like, if we, I mean, I'm. I'll speak for me. If I was a hundred pounds, I would not be better at running. No,
0: no <laughs> I would be very bad. Not. right I totally agree I totally agree with you
1: I think it just took a long time and I mean obviously still going through it but especially as a runner like it just took a long time for me to feel comfortable in the fact that you know I'm five I'm gonna tower over people in the distance running world and I have to like be okay with that and I'm not gonna try to manipulate the way my body looks to Mm -hmm. just feel like better about myself I don't know yeah
0: no I totally had to accept that like my thighs might be two times the size of the girls next to me. And like, that's okay. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm gonna like, sink into the ground, like when my feet hit the ground, <laughs> like, that's not how it works. Or like the pictures where I look like, if someone like, were to look at me the wrong way, I could just like knock them out. Because like, my arms are just like, so jacked. It's just like, I don't know, it's just like, not what you usually see. And i definitely would feel like self-conscious when I was like sent those pictures from the meets and
1: stuff oh my gosh I would get so nervous (laughs) yeah I'm just like oh gosh it's
0: all right like just be you have to embrace like you have to embrace your body and like I don't know we're all like beautiful creatures and like the more, like the sooner you can come to like accepting like who you are like the sooner like your body like will set you free I guess you know
1: It's so true. The minute I... Well, it it wasn't one minute, but... Yeah, the one minute. (laughs) Like, I just remember there was... It was the summer of, like, 2016, I think. I was going into my junior year, and I just, like, literally, I just... One day, I snapped. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't keep, like, just feeling so bad about the way I look. So then it just... I don't know. I just kind of snapped one day. I was like, I'm just gonna stop hating the way I look. And... Honestly, like, it, it took so many years to be able to do that, but I think I just hit my breaking point, point. and as a runner, I think it really helped me to just move past the way my body looked, and I ended up just being a lot more confident, not only in my running, but also just in life, yeah. like, not worrying about it, and yeah, it just, it was just a freeing moment to be able to accept the fact that my body may look different than other people.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely a good... And I I definitely think that I'm, like, still going through that, like, I feel like my body is going to change a lot in the next five years, like, in a lot of different ways. And I don't really know what that means or what that's going to look like, but I just know that I need to, like, be accepting and open and welcoming to, like, whatever. And as long as I'm in, like, a healthy mindset and I'm eating well, because, like, I'm really big on, like, having the proper, like, nutrition. And then beyond that, it's, like, the rest, like, will take care of itself. Like, as long as, like, my blood levels or whatever, like, I'm getting all my vitamins and stuff and, like, not eating, like, super processed foods. It's just, like, I'm fueling myself in the right way. and
1: The body's going to adapt to what it wants to be. Yeah. I feel like people don't talk about, like, the post-collegiate change in your body. I feel like... I, I mean, it obviously, everyone knows your body changes through high school when you go through puberty and stuff, but I feel like, at least for me, I, w- I was not ready for the amount my body was going to change. Then again, I think I'm a little different than other people in the fact that I was still pretty prepubescent when, in college, <laughs> um, which has been discussed a lot on my channel, but yeah. I I like was not ready for the way my body was going to change, so I feel like kind of just opening up a conversation and... I mean, you seem like you have a good um, head on your shoulders about it. But just, like, realizing that even though your body does change, like, it's very normal.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Like you said, going from running 70 miles a week to taking it down to maybe 15 or 20. Like, your body's not going to look the same, and that's totally fine.
0: Yeah, especially if you choose that, like, you finish school and you're like, okay, I'm not running again for two months. Like, I think it's so important to rest your mind. But then you need to be open to, like, how that's going to, like, affect other things. And you can't be critical of like yourself for changing when you drastically change what you put your body through every
1: day. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a new way of, you just have to adapt to your like new way of living. And I feel like it just, it can be hard if you run in college for four or five years and then you go to like sitting at a desk job, but yeah, it's just, it's just adapting to a new lifestyle and it's totally okay if, things don't look or feel the same as they used to because it's just your new normal and you need to like love yourself every step of the way. It's it can be Gotta difficult, but yourself. just know just know that you like if you're listening to this, you're not going through it alone, obviously. Definitely not. Oh my god. We gosh. have both struggled with, with these things, so and I'm sure many other people have as well.
0: <laughs> definitely. Definitely so many people.
1: Um Okay, so you went to Oregon first. I'm sad that we never crossed over. I feel like we would have had a really good time together. But um, then you transferred to Arkansas. Can you take us a little bit through, like, how you decided that you wanted to transfer and what the process was like? Yeah, definitely. I'm sad that we didn't overlap,
0: too. Although we did overlap in the SEC for one semester. And it was... (laughs) And that was the only semester that I redshirted, so.
1: (laughs) I know. I don't even think we ever saw each other. No, I
0: did. I saw you race at SEC's cross. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I do remember that.
0: And I remember being like, I saw her at Brooks one time, like, in (laughs) Seattle. Um, But, yeah, so freshman year, went to Oregon. Just kind of, like, very, like, naive move. Um, Obviously, like, a great school, great program. um, With the Powells, like, fantastic. But. I do think that there's like a learning curve and that the higher maturity levels like are going to have like greater success there. Um, just cause it is like run as like a very like individual program and not so much like, not to say that they don't like care about like team aspects and whatnot, but specifically like when I showed up, there was like this really young group, which was like myself, Nikki, Allie, Frida, Kelly, I could name everyone, but anyway, and then like an old group. And there was like this weird detachment, which in time, like we learned that they, it was kind of like the older group was like on the outs and they were just expecting like the young group to just take over like the legacy. And so, like, obviously, it led to like the older group, but, like, not really liking the younger group that much and like this is all like really dramatic it's not like how that that's not like how the whole year went but essentially like I just did not enjoy my freshman year too much in terms of running like I made so many like lifelong friends Um, but all in all like I feel like I worked really hard and I did have a big breakthrough like I went from being a 450 1600 runner to running 4.22 in the 15. Um, But Marisa and I never, like we never fully clicked. And so it felt pretty natural at the end of the year with some other things. Like I made some poor freshman life choices um, that led to like some conversations with Marisa Powell that kind of were like, you know, like we're not really meshing and I'm not really sure about growth in the program. And so... She was really helpful in, um, helping me find other schools. And fortunately for me, like running 422 as a freshman, um, helped really helped with like academic or academic athletic scholarship, (laughs) like going to other schools. So I ended up picking a school where I just had a full ride. If I'm being like totally honest, um, (laughs) And, but I'll I mean, that's a good you, decision financially. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, freshman year at Oregon, I was not, and it actually really stressed me out. Um, just knowing, like, that I have two siblings and my parents like wanted to put all three of us through school and wanted to pay. It really weighed on me that I had chosen this school that's pretty expensive out of state, and it was not. It would have been cheaper for me to have just gone to Ohio State not on any money than, like, to go on the partial scholarship that I was on at Oregon. And that definitely really weighed on me. And I was hoping um, – this is where it was super naive. I was hoping to, like, just crush my freshman year and, like, get my scholarship increased. Let me tell all of you <laughs> listeners, that is not how it works. Like,
1: Unless that, you're – I mean, it happens sometimes. It Some does freshmen. happen
0: Sometimes.
1: Yeah. But a lot of the time, freshman year is a very um, transitional year.
0: Yes. It is, like, totally crazy to think that I was just going to, like, walk in there and, like, crush everything and, like, definitely not a guarantee.
1: Definitely not a guarantee. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So at the end of the year, I was kind of, like, "Mm, I think, like, my, like, priority is just feeling more comfortable. And, like, I knew that if, like, I was financially covered, like, I would feel way more comfortable. And that definitely led to be true. Like, after the transfer and choosing Arkansas, um, which I chose Arkansas, I think one, the scholarship and two regionals my freshman year had been in Fayetteville. And it was at the time of year where Fayetteville was just like really blooming. Um, it was very green and vibrant and their outdoor track has like a nice view of like the hillside of campus. Mm -hmm. um, so very much not like the indoor track during the winter. So no one <laughs> judge or hate on Fayetteville. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like I chose that school. Lance Harder is awesome. He was like super excited to have me. Um, and yeah, like I think once I was there, I made the right choice considering um, we won indoor nationals as a team. I was on the Winning national DMR team with Dom, Jess, and Sparkle McKnight. That was pretty cool. Um, and that indoor season, I ended up improving my mile from, I ran 449, I think, at Oregon, and I ended up running 436 the next year. Sheesh! At Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, and I actually like, I think, like, at Seattle, like, I came in second overall at, like, the Husky Classic, and that was by far, like, the best moment of my life, but anyway, now 436, who cares about that, like, it's 426, but whatever, Um, back then, it was, like, pretty cool, Um, and definitely, like, affirmed, like, making a good choice, Um, yeah, and then I think the rest of, like, my Arkansas experience, obviously, like, athletically, it was strong and good, but I think more the team that we built together um like especially once Nikki came and then the other women on the team was like it was just this amazing thing and I think that honestly happened at a lot of programs in that time like I feel like a lot of programs became very like team oriented and I think like we see that reflecting like when the Oregon team won cross like, I just feel like there was, like, this camaraderie that maybe a lot of people, like, we hadn't seen. Like, when I was at Oregon, like, we totally didn't have that camaraderie.
1: Oh, and- I can tell you that that team was, I think it had to be one of the closest teams, or probably the closest team I was ever on at Oregon. Yeah. And there was a big shift from my first year there. Uh, I could just, I don't know, there's a lot, it was a lot more team-oriented, I think. Yeah. When we won. I think, honestly, that's why we won, is because it was a lot more team-oriented that year.
0: Yeah. And like, I think, and being a part of that at Arkansas, like was just so special. And like, I just, I definitely cherish those moments so much. So it's like, when I reflect on like athletics, it's like, Hmm, like I think as an athlete, like I would have done really well, probably at a smaller program. But if I had done that, like I would not have met all the people I met, I wouldn't have the experiences that I have. Um, and, like, who knows if I'd want to be getting into coaching now.
1: Like, which I, I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, which I totally do, like, so badly. It's like, oh, hmm, like, maybe I would be a 1500-meter finalist. Like, 1500 meters, is, like, my, like, prime event, like, from school and as, like, a professional. It's like, maybe I would be a U.S., like, 1500-meter finalist. Couldn't even say that I would be, like, a contender for a team, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, maybe I'd be a finalist, but maybe I wouldn't have, like, this, like, fire within me to, like, have my own team, which yeah. is, like, so fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, I feel like we just have so many – a lot of the s- same experiences or thoughts. It's very easy to talk um, to you. Uh, just about feel the like... same
0: stuff over and over again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just on repeat. But it's, I don't know. We – I feel like we share a lot of the same experiences um even though we never really overlapped
0: I know crazy but yeah. it kind of makes sense like we both went to huge programs and like yeah like I think maybe we have some similarities that led us through like a similar path so therefore we have this stuff in common it's pretty cool
1: yeah it is <laughs> um well to conclude this episode do you have a quote or a motto that you live by day to day?
0: Oh, I totally do. And they're so cheesy. Like anyone who listens who knows me is gonna be like roll their eyes. <laughs> but okay, first one, like which I think is so important, like today, is like just treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, that's something that came to mind when I read like that note from you and I just think it's so true. Like if you go out there and are focusing on treat, treating other people, like, as you wish to be treated, I mean, what, like, a fantastic world this would be, you know?
1: Yeah. And then
0: the other one, which is, like, my bio is just, like, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that's kind of just, like, okay, I reflect on, like, experiences, and I'm, like, oh, I wish that, like, I had had, like, this person, or I wish I had known this, and then I just try to put that out in the world. I'm, like, Okay like I wish that I had seen someone like this or like whatever. And so then I just try to be that role model, that example, or like expose like something I went through that I want people to see and then learn from so that maybe they don't have to. Um, Definitely.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's going to make you a really good coach too. I feel like you just have a lot of good experience and like good mindset towards running. And I feel like it will make a big impact on someone else's career, especially younger runners. So I'm excited to see you in your coaching career. I feel like you're going to thrive. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Emma. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. Um, and I'm sure people want to follow you after this fun episode. Um, so where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so I have
0: I have two Instagram accounts and that's that's it for me. Um, <laughs> I have my uh, coaching account, which is coach underscore heiss um and then i have my personal account which i think is just like teresa underscore
1: heist and that's it yeah simple and to the point love to see it
0: i'm a fun follow so hit that up
1: she is please (laughs) do um well thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was really fun i hope you enjoyed it i did i really did thank you for having me of course um to close out can we get a good old peace out fellas of course, <laughs> peace out fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of combos over cold brew. I had a great time recording with Teresa. She is literally so easy to talk to. She's one of my go-to people to talk to about, especially like the deeper parts of my life. So I'm really glad that I could have her on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Big shout out to Lindsay for supporting the podcast. I shout out one of my supporters in every episode. And if you would like to support the podcast, it would mean so much to me. It really helps me out a lot. All of the donations that I get for this podcast go straight back into the podcast. I just reinvest it. I want these episodes to keep getting better and better and to keep expanding and improving this podcast. So it, it really, really helps me out. If you guys love the podcast to submit a monthly donation, just through the Anchor platform, it's really, really easy. There's different tiers you can do. It's literally 99 cents a month, 4.99 or 9.99 a month. So it really helps me in growing the podcast. And another thing that really helps grow this podcast is if you listen on an Apple podcast, rating and reviewing this podcast. If you guys wanna be up to date or be able to submit questions, requests, or just get general info about this podcast, you can follow at combos Over cold Brew on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening, and I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas.